You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 220, Shade Was Right. All Things Azeroth is sponsored by Taverncraft. Visit them at taverncraft.com for great drinkware in the Warcraft, Warhammer, Lord of the Rings, and now the Marvel Universe. If you use the code WOWEPIC, you can save $10 off of any regularly priced stoneware item. Get them now for the holidays. You know geeks in your life will want them. Play it. This is the beginning. Yeah. Attention. Emergency. You now have 10 seconds to reach minimum safe distance. I'd like to see a gnome, yes. Someday, I hope to find the nuggets on a chicken. You're listening to All Things Azeroth. Finally, the host. (gasps) I have to see for myself. That works for me. Arthur's is a pansy. Oh. Anyway, bring it. Who be started up me boys? What? In the So, okay. it is done. Hi, I'd like to join your cult. Fine. This is our final step. <laughs> what happens here will echo through the ages. Awesome. Oh, 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 oh. And now, here are your hosts. Oh, <laughs> Medros. Um. And Shane. That's me. That's me. That's me. Finally, a captive audience. Oh, come on. All right. Everybody's here. Let's go. Indeed. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> bunch. And welcome back to another thrilling and exciting episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I am your host, Medros, as w- and with me is Shadarmi, the Aspect of Bacon. How are you doing there, Shadarmi? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Well, you, you, you were christened last week as the aspect of bacon. What's the problem? <laughs> I, I want some fan art of the aspect of bacon. <laughs> did, did you see Think, Think Geek's new plushie they released? Uh, yeah, there was like 8 million people that sent me a link to it. Like the moment it popped up in the store, everybody was all, Look, it's stuffed bacon! You should totally get this! And I think that that's a really cool idea, but yeah. It's not high on my priority list right now. It's somewhere in the middle. Computer bits. Computer bits are higher right now. But but if somebody was to send you a gift, you would probably accept that as a worthy gift for the aspect of bacon. I, I would I would accept bacon. Bacon-related properties and trinkets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how are you doing, Medros? <laughs> Oh, let's uh, let's go over. Let's skip over how I'm doing, and let's go back to what you how you're doing. How's your week been? <laughs> what? Oh, we're going to skip you? What? I don't think yes. so. Um, <laughs> because because um, my my week's been such an up and down ride that it yeah. Um, would take an awfully long time to cover. Yeah. Well, I could give you an hour by hour, you know, timeline, or I could give you kind of a daily recap. But it was still can't take a very long time. Nah, I'm just I'm I'm gonna give like highlights of of my week, right? Okay, highlights. No vampire flaming pony Karazad thing. No tiger, and I am desperate for the tiger because like it's going to go away very very soon here, and I don't. Yeah, I still, I've never seen it drop. Never seen it drop? Probably never will. I'm so sad about this, you have no idea. Anyway, um, so yeah, no tiger, no pony. Been doing the elemental stuff. That was kind of fun. 
like everything ramped up really really fast and I got some upgrade gear for my priest and that was cool um, other than that not much really and again and again and again and again and again until okay. it drops you your your kitty or your pony until it drops a tiger yes I actually saw yay folks um, this week was since the last episode I have become unemployed engaged Asked a second time for my girlfriend's hand in marriage, even though I already asked her because her maid of honor said she wanted, she thought I should ask like I had planned to ask. Um, and um, we had two phases of the elemental invasion in the last week. So, oh, and I got some beta time. Got a lot of lot, a lot of progress on the my beta main. Um, but I don't. I've heard people say shade that the they expect that people will get to 85 in like 24 hours of play time. I don't know where they're getting that from because I am working my butt off and I'm not getting... Crazy, insane people will probably get it in the first 24 hours. Like me. I plan on getting it in the first 24 hours. <laughs> will it work? I don't know. I've never actually tried it before. This is going to be my first expansion where I try to bum rush to max level and see how well that goes because the other ones I've you know taken my time kind of you know taken several days taken a week or two to, to get up to max level now this time I'm, I'm I'm installing that game and I'm playing it and I'm booking it to 85 as fast as I can you know why Medros you know why I'm booking it to 85 bacon no so I can go play my goblin <laughs> oh so as soon as, as, soon as the servers the are playable a couple until... of days after the game or the expansion launches, you're going to get right to 85 as soon as that happens, right? Um, pretty much. Now, I don't see. I'm still kind of waffling about whether or not what the servers are going to be like. Obviously, high pop servers are going to have issues because they're high pop servers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm on a lower population server, so I don't foresee too many issues. The big thing, the big reason I don't foresee, or okay, <laughs> this is shade seeing into the future, maybe. But generally, okay, with Wrath of the Lich King, we didn't have any of the Northern content until you actually, like, loaded in the game and installed everything and got all of that done right. With Cataclysm, you're going to have a large chunk of the game before you even buy Cataclysm. Because that shattering is going to happen, like, right before. So the large majority of that new content is going to be shoved in there before we do anything. It's just, you know, you go get the discs and you can play the Goblin's Worgen and then all of the new zones that have been added. But Azeroth itself will be kablooey. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that there's as much technically involved with it. I think if they're going to have any technical issues, it'll be when they make the big kablooey happen. But even then, that's kind of up in the air. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that when we get the big kablooey, like... When you log in, you'll see a cinematic of, like, Deathwing just, like, ripping out of the earth. And, it, and I'm not talking, like, the Cataclysm cinematic. No, I want to see an in-game cinematic. And, like, people running everywhere going, ah! Like, things splitting apart, and it'd be awesome. Hmm. And then, you know, you... And then, then the loading screen loads, and when it comes in all the way, you're surrounded by mass chaos. It'd be fantastic. Fantastic is not what I would call... A shattering of the world, but hey, whatever works for you. Yeah, well, okay, Zombie Fraser says that he hears that 
patch. 4.0.3 will drop tonight. I do not know if it will drop tonight. I think it would be weird if it dropped tonight because, as far as I've seen, uh, scheduled maintenance is no. regular time. It's like 5 a.m. Nope. to 11 a.m. 3 to 11. Yep. Is it 3 to 11? Last time I logged in the game, it said uh, 5. 3 to 11 when I, when I logged in last time. Did they change it? Maybe they changed it. I don't know. I haven't logged in since, like, earlier this afternoon. <laughs> so. Yeah, and really, 4.0.3 is not going to be a huge patch overall. It's just going to be bringing us the rest of the pre-cataclysm pre stuff. 4.0.3a is going to be the one we're, we're looking for. That's for. the big kablooey. Yeah. The big kablooey. That'll be the best part. Well, I don't know what the best part. But anyways, um... So, yeah, we, we really haven't had any, had any official confirmation from Blizzard as yet about whether there'll be a patch, but uh, I would expect at this point that there will likely be a patch in the morning. Maybe. I hope so. It'd be kind of nice. Except that I hope it doesn't, like, get rid of the tiger because it means that won't have tiger chances anymore and they'll be all gone and I'll be really sad. Yeah. Um, just uh, looking at the uh, the MMO Champion Blue Tracker... tracker. And uh, they have a post here saying that uh, performance schedule maintenance, Tuesday, November 16th. Maintenance will begin at 3 a.m. PST and conclude at approximately 11 a.m. PST, which is generally when they do oh, okay. the, the length of time for a server uh, server patch. Yeah. It's not going to be a big patch this time, I don't think. Not like a huge, huge patch, but there's going to be quite a bit of info there. Just nothing that we're going to see as of yeah. yet. I just... I just, I don't want them to get rid of the tiger yet. Not yet. <laughs> Come on. I want my last, like, three or four chances, Blizzard. MacGyver says... It would be really awesome if I could get yeah, the tiger. MacGyver says, 4.0.3a will be push the big red button, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> it's the big red button. It's a very, very big red button, <laughs> and it's one we probably would probably prefer if they didn't, other than the fact it brings us new content. It's the one behind Memoron. Do not push this button. And you push it, and he's like, why did you push that button? Yeah. The Mimiron fight is awesome. Hard mode is just insane. Um, and, and also, I mean, MMO Champion has confirmed that you can get Trip in the Rift from defending the cities. Okay, cool. I, was, I wasn't 100% sure on that, on whether it would work or not. Because sometimes with those achievement trackers, sometimes the achievement trackers will, like... You think you're getting the right thing, but you're not because the achievement tracker is set to track one thing and not, like, something else that's identical to it but just happens to be in a different place. Like, uh, for example, Thrall. Thrall is in Garadar right now. Well, not in Garadar. He's in Negrand right now. If you went to go kill Thrall and successfully managed to somehow kill Thrall while he was out in Negrand, it wouldn't matter and it wouldn't count towards killing the faction leaders. You have to kill Thrall while yeah. he's in Orgrimmar. In other words, you can't do for the Alliance anymore right now, I don't think. Not that one, no. You can do the rest of them and wait for, for it to change to Garage, though. Yeah, yeah. But you can't... You, as of right now, that is stalled that, and you can't That's do really it, annoying. That's, which that's is interesting. interesting. Um, but... Well, I tell you what. If you haven't gotten your... What do you guys get? For the Alliance, I think. Yeah, do you get, no, like, a, a brown war bear, Or what do you get? Because we get a black war bear. Same for both sides. Is it the same for both sides? Cause I, I think it's different. just the armor that's different. The armor is, yeah. The, the, the armor is the different on the two of them? Okay. Blue armor, I, I imagine. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, 
I, I ride my bear around fairly infrequently unless I'm on my druid because my druid looks <laughs> but, really cool um, riding a bear. Before we do get on with the rest <laughs> of the show, I do need to talk a little bit about our sponsor. Now, as, as you are aware, folks, the sponsor of this podcast is currently Tavern Craft. They make really awesome stoneware, glassware, drinkware, all kinds of other things you can drink your liquids from. And for those who aren't on their mailing list, they sent out an email a few days ago that I, f- I find really, really awesome. They have actually secured the rights to do to uh, do uh, etched glassware for a small company. You may have heard of them. They're called Marvel. So the new new product they're offering, they have Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. Um, and there's different uh, looks. There's uh, also Iron Man and Captain America. I'm assuming this is leading up to the no Avengers. No way. Really? Really awesome stuff. And uh, definitely... W- What's their website? Uh, that would be taverncraft.com. <laughs> Now, the discount code that we offer, which is the WoW Epic one, does not work for the the, the, the etched glassware. Uh, it only works for stoneware products at their regular price. Um, but really, for any geek in your life, if they're a comic book geek, they will love a set of these glasses. Um, each large 25-ounce glass uh, is packed individually and retails for 30, sorry, for $30. And if you order them between now and November 15th, which is actually today... If you order them today, basically, um, you will receive $5 off each Marvel product. So basically, if you use the code MARVEL5OFF today, unfortunately for those who are listening at home um, or listening later on through the stream or through the the RSS, they won't be able to use this. But it's still a really awesome deal. So definitely check it out. $30 for a really awesome glass. It's a two-glass set, um, and you definitely want to check that out. That's, again, taverncraft.com. Dude! Yeah, I'm like looking at the Spider-Man one. The Spider-Man one is awesome. Actually, all of them are really awesome. Yeah, definitely. Those um, are cool. They've got like a pint combo special where you can get eight glasses for like ninety nine ninety nine. So you save twenty yeah. bucks if you want a set of eight. Yeah, and they and they cool. do have Stein. Like they do have a Stein type one. It's not the Stoneware Stein, but it is a glass Stein. Also coming in the same uh, same th- same four different styles. And of course, they still have the uh, the Hobbit uh, etched glassware featuring the green dragon and the prancing pony inns. Um, so definitely check those out. Again, that is taverncraft.com. You definitely want to check them out if you are uh, if you're a fan of any of the Marvel uh, comics. Those are awesome. Sorry, I'm like looking <laughs> at the website now. I didn't know that they gotten a Marvel thing. That's pretty cool. Are they going to come out with other ones I'm, too, I'm sure I'll, I'll be sure to ask that when I do interview uh, Jerry, who's the CEO of uh, Taverncraft, um, in the coming show. Dude, tell him I want some X-Men glasses. Well, you, you have the website. You can order them for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but there aren't any on the website yet. Uh, well, there you could should be, be able to order them I think you should now, book him about so, that. Um... There's, there's, there's Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Hulk, but Ooh. I want, like, you know, Wolverine They, they do have other Storm stuff listed there. Walking Dead. Cyclops and... They, yeah, Walking Dead, it says coming soon. And that'll be coming out eventually. Coming soon, they're going to have that. Yeah, but other than that, I don't see did any click, other new ones on there. Yeah, no, when you talk to him, ask him if they're going to do any other Marvel heroes besides just, like, Captain America, Iron Man, I will, Hulk, and Spider-Man. I will be I sure to see, Twitter like, out a, uh, a list of... Cool. Uh, uh, to get a list of questions people have for them. And uh, uh, definitely check it out. It's a really, really good pricing there. Um, and you should definitely look into what kind of stuff they have over at taverncraft.com. Yeah. So, we have some news. So. News. News! And now the news. From around the world. 
Warcraft. What did you think about the new bosses that came out today? They're cool. They're not they're not pushovers. That's what I like about yeah. them. You know, we've had like these holiday bosses like Headless Horseman and then um oh what's his name? Uh, Dire Brew. And they've been bumped up to level 80, but they're level 80 for people that have just gotten to level 80. So anybody with any kind of raid gear or heroic gear at all just kind of blows over them, right? It, like, takes 30 seconds to beat them. These guys actually take a little bit of strategy, take a little bit of the old don't stand in the fire portion of things. <laughs> and, and, I mean, they require a little bit more effort. They aren't. They aren't just the pushovers. And plus, hello, loot. And it's really good loot, too. I level 251 loot. Yeah, it's like 251. You're not going to fully deck yourself out in it. I mean, there's a lot of... There's rings, necklaces, cloaks. Rings, necklaces, cloaks. There's, um, I think there's leather boots and there's a cloth chess piece and a plate there's a shield i got i got the shield on medros for for his tanking set really awesome yeah um yeah there's there's uh shield waist chest legs feet uh back finger and neck um and yeah what she had said about don't stand in the fire you really don't want to stand in the fire folks standing in the fire is a very bad idea we found this out when our tank died, like, two seconds into the fight with Ambassador Flame. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was very interesting. <laughs> now, I should have known... I should have known that, that this guy was probably going to be a problem when I zoned in, and I noticed that the warrior's name was Fail Tank. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, that's what the character's name was. And I went, oh, huh, that's kind of funny and ironic. And then he died, like, two seconds into the fight. And I went, wow, maybe that wasn't as ironic as I thought it was. Okay. Well, so did he, yeah. did, did he live up to his name, though? Uh, yeah, because, you know, he died, he came back, and then he promptly yeah. left the group. Um, I, I've done all of the bosses <laughs> on both Medros and Arita. Uh, both of them have had at least one wipe on Flame Lash. Medros died a couple of times on Gazrilla because um, I didn't look under my feet. I had, let's see, um, my rogue's done all four of them. And I didn't even bother with the loot. I, I think I rolled greed on everything just in case there was something there to vendor, you know. But there weren't any upgrades because I'm already in 277 gear, so no big deal. Mm-hmm. But then I took my priest, right? And I got a necklace, and I got a ring, and I got a new chess piece. And I want to go back and, like, try and get the the cloak. And I think there's boots there, too. And I need new boots. So, I mean, there's quite a few upgrade pieces there for either, you know, if you raid with your main and you're doing, like, heroic ICC or whatever, you're not going to find upgrades on these bosses. But if you've got alts or if you're not a raider, these guys have some pretty darn good gear. <laughs> I was really impressed. I got what you need. That's pretty much what you're saying, right? <laughs> Something along those lines. I cannot wait for Cataclysm. Oh, my gosh, I want to play a goblin. So bad. For reals, I want to play... I mean, I can play them on the beta right now, but no, no, no. I want to play one for reals. They're so cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's been very interesting to uh, do this. Like, when when you've killed off all of the elementals, I don't know what you do next. Like, because while the elementals are attacking, at least in Ironforge, you have to reinforce stuff and make sure that the, the ceiling's not going to fall down on our heads and, and the mountain's not going to collapse on us. But... Be after that, I'm not sure what you have to do. You put up, like, reinforcement stuff? 
Yes. See, when you're in Orgrimmar, they give you barricades, and you have to place barricades around the town at certain points. Yes, yeah, so I think sandbags is what you do in Stormwind. Yeah, yeah. But so. the, after that phase, there, there's one more phase before the portals to the bosses open, and I'm not sure what that phase is. I've I've run oh, around trying to figure out what it was. There's, there's I've gotten these, this totem, but I don't know what to use it on. There's trapped, there's trapped citizens, and it'll list it on okay. the thing. It'll say there's so many trapped citizens, and you can find. I know in Orgrimmar because Orgrimmar it's like fire elementals, earth elementals. There's rings of fire, and you find you know trapped citizens they're kind of cowering in the middle and you use that totem and it puts out the fire and then they can run out and get free and you have to free or you have to let help all of those citizens get out before it'll advance to the next phase so you have to put down the barricades you have to free all of the little guys and then you can close the portals and then you can go get loot hooray yeah it's very fun uh, i've really enjoyed it and yeah i mean a lot of people have been wiping a lot of people have been like what? An event boss that's actually hard to beat? It's not a pushover? It's really funny. Welcome to Cataclysm, guys. Nothing in there is going to be a pushover. Nothing. They're going to, you know, people that have been face-rolling their way through heroics through the majority of Wrath of the Lich King are going to have a pretty freezing cold glass of water thrown in their face when they try and do a Cataclysm heroic. Because they are much more difficult. They require a lot more skill. It's not just go in there and LOL, push the buttons, da 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 da, and then, you know, you're done. Collect your loot. There's actually thought put behind it, which I yeah. kind of appreciate. Um, right now, it seems to be balanced between. Uh, do you remember in Burning Crusade, the first time they introduced heroics in Burning Crusade? Yeah. Do you remember how insanely hard they were? Yes. Okay, and then they nerfed it, and everybody breathed a sigh of relief. Mm hmm. Okay, but they were still not easy to do. Mm-hmm. They they were nerfed a bit, but that's because they were so ridiculously difficult. I mean, the respawn timer in there was, what, like 20 minutes on trash or something like that? Yeah. So if you wiped on a boss, you had to re-clear to the boss all over again before you could try it a second time. It was, yeah, completely ridiculous. But um, from what I've seen in Cataclysm, it's kind of a balance between the uber-hard Burning Crusade and the face roll wrath of the lich king it's it's kind of a middle ground between the two where it's difficult but not really difficult you know what i mean yeah it's been very interesting to see how uh how groups face these bosses doom cookie in the chat room says that she she was on her uh her druid healing and this poorly geared tank decided to pull to freaking pull the entire room including gazrilla needless to say i'm assuming they died we pulled like three groups of trash but this was when I was in a guild group and our tank was an ICC geared tank so we were okay I would not recommend that you do that unless you have an ICC 25 geared tank or ICC 10 geared tank even even then though kind of pushing it wouldn't really recommend it too much <laughs> I'd say just you know take it slow don't try and face roll because face rolling is being phased out we're not, we're not going to be doing the whole roll the face merrily on the keyboard and drool in the keys. We're going into a period of time when you can no longer rely on simply good luck and good timing. You will need actually skill and patience to do do bosses in, in Cataclysm. Well, it's not even like good luck and good timing. I mean, right now, the gear that you can get when when you hit level 80, just from running some heroics, 
um, you know, you get the justice points and you can buy tier 10, you know, which uh, t- once you have tier 10, you can bowl over anything in any heroic that they've got. Cause that heroic was tuned to people that were in blues, yeah. not, not epics and especially not, you know, something the level of tier 10. It's just the imbalance towards the end of wrath has gotten so out of whack that, and people are used to that imbalance. So I'm expecting we're going to see a few weeks of people going, oh my gosh, this is way too hard, I can't do it, right? Before they calm down and actually learn how to do it the correct way. Because there is a correct way to do these things, you know. I have, I have a question, Shade. I have an answer, but you have to go first. <laughs> if, if you had a hunter, would you want to wield the nerf bat? A nerf bat? Would you like to control the wielder of the nerf bat? Ah! <gasps> Yes, actually. I'm thinking about leveling my hunter just so that I can get that. There's actually a post just before the show today on uh, the Wowhead blog that a few, um, there's a few new tameable mobs in games. Some of them are bosses that have become tameable, such as Magmadar, which is really Did funny. you see Chromagus? Chromagus is tameable. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, because Chromagus has, like, this really amazing, unique model that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And you can apparently tame, tame him on the beta now. Indeed. And and Doom Cookie in our chat room, who is actually a hunter, um, is quite excited. But I have more <laughs> information for you. More, right. pe- more bosses that can be tamed. And we don't, again, we don't know if this is a temporary bug in the beta or if it's a permanent change. We don't have any confirmation on that. It is currently possible on the beta. Now, the uh, the other mobs or other bosses that can be tamed are some bugs out of Encourage. Oh yeah. Yeah, the bug trio from Temple of Encourage, <gasps> uh, Vem, Princess Yaoji, and Lord Cree, as well as a Buru the Gorger oh, from Ruins of Encourage. Dude, that one was cool because he was like, you kited him around and stuff, and the whole point was like, you destroyed eggs right next to him, and it'd blow pieces of his carapace off. So, like, when you got him to the final phase, you could see his brain pulsing, and it was really gross, and you were trying to kill him before he, like, killed everybody else. That was, like, the nastiest boss, but he has this really cool model, though, because he's, like, this kind of purple with this glowing red. Definitely. Um, and uh, a, couple more, a couple more mobs that are now tameable. Um, the Ghost Wolf, from, that was the uh, ancient Grim Totem Spirit Guide that uh, was at one point tameable, and then they changed that to not tameable. That will be returning as a, uh, <gasps> uh, as a tameable mob really? in Twilight Highlands. A oh, cool! Level 85 rare spawn. Um and um, there is one other mob. It's not really huge, huge news here. Um, there's a slight, you know, a, little, a little mob over in the, in the uh, abyssal depths of uh, of the uh, Vajir zone. Um, not the a very important. Reef, yeah. yeah, not a not a really big, you know, news piece. He's a, he's a ghost crawler. He has a nerf bat. He's not a big deal. Not. I'm sure nobody's going to want to tame him at all. <laughs> I want him so bad. But, you know, I'm going to have to, like, wait forever to actually get him because all of the hunters on my server are going to be all over that yes. spawn location. Yes. Uh, he's really cool. He's like a spectral crab. It is, like, yes. the coolest Ghost thing Ghost crawler ever. is a spirit <laughs> crab. And the best part is, like, he actually has an ability called Nerf Bat, and it's 
the like the tooltip for it says an unfair attack that reduces all skills to the ground. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, like when you when it, it, the debuff says all skills reduced to the ground when you have nerf bat on you. <laughs> but yeah, um I I don't know many hunters that would not want this. I I seriously, yeah. I gotta get my hunter to eighty. I've just I gotta get my hunter to eighty because I, Chromagus. Chromagus is the one that I, I mean. Ghostcrawler is really cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Ghostcrawler is super cool. The model for Ghostcrawler is so pretty. Um, it, it's it's like this. It's a ghost crab, but it's got like all these spines and things on it, and it almost looks like it's made up out of constellations and stuff or something. It's really pretty. But Chromagus is one of those mobs that. I, you know, ever since I did Blackwing Lair back in the day, back when it was current content, that mob and that particular model was so unique and so cool that, you know, I wanted it, but there was no way to get it. And when they when they said that you could do, you know, the Corehound pets, I was like, wow, does Chromagus count? But then I found out Chromagus doesn't count. I'm like, oh, well, now he does. So yeah. I, I just want to know, is, does he do the creepy breath thing? Like, will he do the debuff? Breath? Uh, I don't see any <laughs> information it, on that, but, but uh, yeah. In, in the end, this is really awesome changes. And come on, how many? What hunter out there would not want to run around with a boss as their pet? I know, I know. And the the bugs from AQ. See, the bugs from AQ are really cool too. I'm wondering if you'll be able to to. Uh, I'm wondering if it's just the bug trio. Or if you can, like, tame the later bug bosses. Because, like, Huhuron, um, she's like the big butterfly wasp-looking thing. It'd be cool if you could tame her. Uh, so far, it only says those four bugs. Yeah. I'm just, I'm wondering if, if they're going to, you know, allow those bosses. If they're going to allow any of the later bosses. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really awesome news. And I'm really excited to hear that. Now, um, we do have uh, two segments this week, so let me, uh, uh, let me just play, start playing our first one here, uh, and this is our, uh, our Warcraft Less Traveled. So uh, thank you, Skolnik, for cool. this, and uh, let's play that now. Warcraft Less Traveled a World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. Baldir's Cove The World of Warcraft designers love their pirates, and who could blame them? With the constant struggle between the Bloodsail Buccaneers and the pirate scoundrels from Booty Bay, Azeroth has almost started its very own version of Pirates vs. Ninjas, but when it comes to the pirates from Booty Bay, one such group is called the Blackwater Raiders, and today we'll uncover a little-known fact that these Blackwater Raider pirates have their very own special, less-traveled location. This destination is found off the coast of the Arathi Highlands with its own story of a shipwrecked crew. Falders, or Faldir's Cove, is a small coastal inlet found off the southwestern coast of the Arathi Highlands at coordinates 3184. Most likely, any miner or herbalist doing their rounds of farming may have stumbled across this hidden tunnel that takes you from Arathi, through the southern mountain, down to the cove. Otherwise, there's a great possibility that many casual adventurers may have never known that Faldir's Cove exists here today. To access this tunnel down to the cove, 
The trick is to travel behind the Stromgard Keep in southwestern Arathi. Start off by getting yourself to the southeastern back corner of the keep, and you'll notice that there's a natural ravine that runs west along the southern mountain range. Keep behind the keep and travel down this western path until you reach coordinates 2174. And here you'll notice that there's a cave opening to the south that's tucked very far and away from the rest of Arathi. Simply descend down the tunnel until it empties out into the coast of the zone. This natural harbor is titled Faldir's Cove and is very well designed, with two sunken ships that are close to the coast, a large anchored pirate ship called the Harbinger, a small makeshift campsite, a shallow cave into the hillside, and a number of shipwrecked crew that are from the Blackwater Raiders. The Blackwater Raiders are a loose affiliation of pirates that operate out of Booty Bay, Yet the story behind this crew is that they became trapped here when the dagger-spired Naga sunk their ships and cornered them into this harbor. Faldir's Cove is tucked into the cliffside with a narrow coastal shelf, so upon exiting the tunnel from Arathi into the cove, the ship and crew are a short swim for you to the southeast towards the coastal inlet. You'll see a wooden dock that connects the shore to the Harbinger vessel, and various members of the Blackwater Raiders can be found on the Harbinger, as well as scattered around the land. Unlike the broken quest chain involving a similar shipwrecked crew in Ashara called A Crew Under Fire, here the Blackwater Raiders actually offer working quests that are designed strictly for this sheltered area and will increase your rep with Booty Bay. To experience all that the Marooned Raiders have to offer here, swim up the coast a short distance to the southeast towards the anchored Harbinger, and your first quest will be called Land Ho. It's from an ogre named Lolo the Lookout. This is the first stop in a small quest chain to help the crew recover their sunken logs and navigational charts from the dangerous Naga. The quests are designed for explorers over level 35 and brings you in contact with some very interestingly named crew members, which include Lolo, First Mate Nilslix, Captain Steelgut, and, my favorite, Shake Zobreen. After assisting the waterlogged crew recover their charts, fish up a bit of their soggy treasure, and raise your booty bay rep, your work here is almost done. The final crescendo involves defending the crew from a Naga attack by protecting our favorite, Sheikh Zobreen. The last portion of this quest chain rewards a level 46 spirit or stamina ring, and as I see it, that's not too bad for an out-of-the-way quest chain in discovery on this forgotten shore of Arathi. Rumor has it that Cataclysm may see some slight level adjustments to the quest chains here, or it may be removed altogether. It looks like these waterlogged pirates may only have been stranded here for five years, but when Cataclysm hits, they'll see very little change to their fortunes. It doesn't take long to realize that this area for questing is designed as a complete standalone experience, meaning that there's no real reason to ever know to visit here, except by finding it completely on accident. And the explorer in me welcomes these characteristics as those that make Faldir's Cove one of Azeroth's properly executed hidden destinations. Feel free to send your show comments and questions to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com. My name is Skolnik, and until next time, remember to travel safe, count Shakespeare Breen as another reason why pirates trump ninjas, and leave only footprints. Thank you very much, Skolnik. That was a really awesome segment, and I recall finding that my first time uh, going through that area, and uh, it was a really cool find, so. Yeah, I like that area. It's like, it's not advertised anywhere. It's absolutely not advertised yeah. anywhere. You just kind of stumble across it. Um, I don't even remember how I stumbled across it. Well, I, I it's, really uh, it's always nice to find new things uh, <laughs> when you're adventuring through the world of Warcraft. So, Shade, we talked last week about the Worgen Druid 
flight uh -huh. form. And I believe you said that you wanted a yes. bat for your troll. You did. So Didn't I'm curious. I say that? Um, who do you know at Blizzard, and how can I get in contact with them? <laughs> Nobody. But see, the thing is, is with uh, with the trolls, it's been stated in more than one place. Uh, particularly if you're out in Zangermarsh, in um, Burning Crusade. If you go to Zangermarsh, they're talking about the uh, other little guys that are wandering around, and the name of them just escapes me right now but they have like little shaman totems and things and you're supposed to go get rid of them right well it's been stated that they have like bird spirits and that uh, the trolls don't trust bird spirits because they think that they're tricky and they're evil somehow something like that so that's why it never really made sense to me that they would choose like a bird god that they would choose a bird form bat on the other hand made loads of sense and then What's her name? The uh, new Zentabra, the new druid trainer. She actually turns into a bat at some point during the troll starting zone. And I saw that and I went, wait, if she's going to be a bat, does that mean that we get to be bats? And sure enough, guess what? We get to be bats. I'm so excited. So, so, so you are looking forward to your new bat form? Oh, absolutely. No, it totally makes sense from a lore standpoint. And it just, they, they look cool too. I, you've seen the did you see the graphic for them? I did. Uh, and actually, it's been looked in the show notes as well, for the, the posting on uh, the WoW Insider blog for that. Uh, really awesome looking. Um, I really don't know if... Uh... Freaky looking tusk bat with like a mohawk. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> Definitely. Um, it, it looks really, really awesome. And I'm really excited to see some of those flying around. Though, I, I, I guess I'm a bit envious that they get such an awesome looking form and, and other druids don't. Well, the thing is, is like all the other druids, they still have their unique forms. Like, when they when they upgraded the flight forms, you know, and, and put in the epic flight forms, the night elves and the tauren looked very distinct from each other. And of course, you know, those were the only two druids that you could be. You could be a night elf, you could be tauren. Um, so, you either be a hawk or you be like a shadowy raven looking thing, you know? Um, when they came in with the worgen, I figured they'd probably make the worgen some variation of raven, just because it fits with the whole uh, general design and feel of the zone. Because the feel of the zone is very old England and whatnot, and you have, you know, remnants of Poe in my head and ravens and Nevermore, and you know, the form that they that they put together for the worgen druids absolutely fits them one hundred percent. But with the trolls. Birds don't fit. Birds just don't fit. So that's why I was happy to see the bat. I, I guess I'm I'm just um, I don't know a, a bit uh, frustrated. I, to me, the 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 night elf and the torn forms did not look that different. They both looked very similar. Um, they both had. I mean, the only difference visually that I could really tell on on glance is that one's brown and one's one's purple. I mean, that's really the only difference that I could find when I was looking for that uh, that difference. Now, maybe I'm not looking close enough, or uh, maybe they... There's a really distinct difference between the two of them, because the the, the, Torin, the Torin flight form looks a lot more... 
I don't know how to describe it. Like number one, it's a brown bird, but number two, all of the the like the tooling and the work on their on their leather, the little leather pieces that they've got, it looks very tribal. Whereas with the night elves, it looks like this really ornate kind of tooled leather pieces, metal pieces. That kind of there, there's a very distinct visual difference between the two of them. I've never noticed a difference, but I, I also don't play horde, so I probably wouldn't have seen uh, a great deal of torn in my time. <laughs> You have to go look up the models on Wowhead. But yeah, there's a very distinct visual difference between all of them. And I know, you know, some people are going to be going, well, how come they didn't just give the trolls a bird? That's not fair. Da, 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 da. Well, it is. It's totally fair. It's just another flight form, guys. That's all it is. That's all. So, uh, let me see here. Um, what did you think about the Moonkin hatchling pet that was previewed this week? So bad. It's so cute. Did you see it? It has little feet. <laughs> It's adorable. It does anyway, look cute. And then, of course, you know, there's the bonus. It's the same bonus last year as with, the, you know, the, the panda that they had. Uh, the pandarin. The little pandarin cub that you could get. Uh, the Moonkin Hatchling. Half of the proceeds of the sales from the Moonkin, Moonkin Hatchling will be going to charity. Last year, when they did that deal with the pandarin, with the pandarin monk, uh, they made something like, it was like over $1.1 million. Somewhere in that ballpark figure. They talked about it at BlizzCon, so I'm kind of hoping that the Moonkin will be just as successful, if not more successful. Because it's seriously adorable. Did you see it? It has big, shiny eyes. It, it does anyway. look very cool, and, and <laughs> honestly... And the little Ragnaros is cool, I, too. I, I, will, <laughs> I will probably buy a Moonkin hatchling just to have one with my Moonkin. Yeah, that's pretty much... Um, there's a druid in my guild who said that he wants one because he already has, like, the tree. So he wants a tree and the boomkin, and then he can be a bear. I need bear and then pets like... and cat pets and seal pets and uh, bird pets, and then we can have everything. I really wish... What I really wish... Okay, so I'm totally stoked about the new flight forms for the, you know, the new druids and everything. But what I really, really wish is that they would go back and address the nightmare that is druid aquatic yes. form. It is. Because it's hideous. And it has been... It's looked like that since yep. day one yep, of for World sure. of Warcraft. It has never changed. Same thing with Travel Form. And it Travel Form is supposedly a placeholder model. It has been a placeholder model for the past six years. I wish they'd just go ahead and yeah. up, update it. You know, not that hard. Definitely. They just need to do now, it. <laughs> they really do. In the ongoing saga of what will happen December 7th, we have some clarifications Preferably, this will be the last clarifications required on this subject. First, yep. you will be able to change your character to a Worgen or Goblin on launch night. Yep. You will, Once your account is flagged for Cataclysm, you can race change to a Goblin or a Worgen at free will. They have removed all first of your race to hit level 85 yeah, it's Those are it's gone. first eighty five rogue, first eighty five druid, first eighty five paladin. It's based on what like profession or well, excuse what me, what, what, uh, class? what class you are. Yeah. It's it's level eighty five class. It's no longer level eighty five race. So it doesn't matter if you're the first level eighty five goblin. If you're the first level eighty five, like you know, shaman. Then yeah. that's something to toot your horn over, but yeah, otherwise, sure. yeah, they got rid of the other ones. Yeah. Um, second, 
you will not be able to play until midnight PST, December 7th, no matter where you live in North America. Now, we actually did get an email asking about what if you're in Europe. That's a different time. I don't recall the exact European time. I believe it's CET, I believe. I'm not I'm not certain though. Check your local forums. Yeah, you want to check you want to check the Europe forums for that. It is a different time for European players. Um yeah. if I remember right, somebody was saying, "Oh, that equates to about 9 a.m. my time." That's good. Um <laughs> but again, I I don't know I have no idea what that time is because I haven't seen any official announcements on it. Um, yeah. Mostly because I'm in the United States. I patrol the U.S. forums. Yeah, but yeah, For those that were forums. asking, I did I did get a bunch of emails from people that were asking, okay, well, if I buy the race change now and just wait, can I, can I flip it over the minute Cataclysm goes live? The answer to that is yes, you can, but you will not be able to play that character. Yeah. Until Cataclysm. So if it's once a you're flagged you're for playing, a race change, yeah. Once you're flagged for a race change, you can't do you can't log in with that character until you've done the race change. So you could do it theoretically, but you wouldn't be able to play that character at all through any of the Cataclysm launch events at all. And and apparently Doom Cookie says that tomorrow it's her birthday. So uh, happy birthday, Doom Cookie! Happy birthday! You, you already have our, the present from us. It's, it's the stein you're drinking from. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so that, that's a bit of a clarification for folks. Uh, hopefully, this can now be put aside. Blizzard's not going to change their mind. Um, put it to now, bed. Now here's here's the <laughs> one question I have for you, Shade, on your opinion on this here. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the um, the concern I've heard from a few people now of last time we had staggered, you know, people in Eastern Time Zone could get in because uh, they had the game already, and then Central and so on. What do you think about the fact that now we're going to have everybody trying to log in at the exact same moment? Um, prob- I, I, probably going to be a cluster, and then I cannot say the rest of that phrase. <laughs> But uh, that's my concern is that I, I predict the same thing. I, I predict the same cluster <clears throat> that uh, you have predicted. And uh, I think keep in we mind, will, though, uh, that they have redone a, a smoldering. Keep in mind, though, that they have upgraded like all of the hardware on all of the servers. That's why everybody had that 24 hour maintenance way back a few months back. Yeah. So hopefully with that server upgrade, with that hardware upgrade, they've kind of addressed that problem in advance and they're prepared for it. Yeah, I, I do hope that uh, we will. I I hope they are prepared. Yeah, I do hope that things will go better than last time. <laughs> Skolnick just said similar to the opening of the gates of AQ, and I said, and, and you know, I hope not, Skolnick. Um, the opening of the gates to AQ. I think that Blizzard was thinking, "Wow, this is going to be a really awesome because they'll ring the gong, and then all of a sudden." all heck will break loose and there'll be bugs everywhere and this will be really amazing. What they didn't realize yeah, was that there, it would there be... Was, there was bugs everywhere. It yeah, was in their code. There was, but... yeah, because there was, you know, <laughs> over a thousand people packed in one tiny corner of the map. So frame rates were a delightful two frames a second. You were DCing all over the place. But despite all of that, I still had a really good time with the AQ launch. Um, despite all of that... I, I think it was Hester's definitely right. memorable. It'll be a snafu. Yeah, it was definitely memorable, but um, I don't think that they had anticipated that kind of reaction to it. Yeah. 
that's why AQ was kind of messed up like that. I think I think they've gotten far enough ahead now in the game, and they've been doing the game for so long now that they can kind of anticipate these things and, and try and plan more in advance. So I would have thought of that for Wrath, and I, I recall very vividly the events of Wrath launch night. Yeah, see, I wasn't, I didn't play on Wrath on launch night because I had some stuff going on, so I didn't get a chance to witness that. I do remember when Burning Crusade launched. Burning Crusade was an oddly smooth launch, all things considered. Other than other than every time somebody would go through the the portal and try and attack the demon, the server would crash. Oh, see, that didn't happen on my server. It might have been if you were on a high pop server, that might have happened on mine pretty simple everybody just kind of went through did their thing it was all very orderly you know hellfire peninsula was kind of a pain because everyone and their mother was on hellfire peninsula because that's where you came in at period didn't matter what side you were on um so there was a little bit of the server overload but it was also a very very big zone and they upped the respawn rate on mobs to kind of account for the rush of people coming through so it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was actually pretty smooth. Burning Crusade was. Um, yeah. I didn't witness Wrath, so I have no idea what Wrath was like. But I'm hoping Cataclysm is pretty smooth. Would you like really. to know what I think I'm going to see if I'm still up at 3 a.m. my time, or 2 a.m. my time on launch night? What? Archidon is full. Positioning queue, 10,000 some odd people for you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'm going to run into that problem on my server. I think if we end up with a queue... I've seen a queue on my server, like, twice, I think, that I can recall in the three years or so that I've been on it. I've been on it since Burning Crusade launched, so, yeah. I've been on there for quite a while. Yeah, I can't... I think, like, I've seen a queue, like, maybe twice, and both times it was, like, 300 people or Mm. less. And, you know, I sat in the queue, and two minutes later I was in the game. But it was always this kind of, buh? A queue? Here? Really? 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 You know. As we mentioned, uh, we have lots of emails. Uh, first off, though, a couple of voicemails I want to get to. Uh, the first one okay. is from our good friend, Muli. Yay. Hi, Medris and Shade. This is Zappy and Zappy, the boxing wonder twins of Zangomarsh, U.S. Though your listeners may know me better by my name, Mooly of Feathermoon, U.S. First off, I'd like to thank all the listeners who sent me questions for Ask Moo. I appreciate each and every one, but lately, most have been dealing with future events, which I can't use at this time. Obviously, I avoid spoilers in my segment, but that's not the reason I can't use them. Ask Moo is, at its heart, a role-play segment, and Mooly is set firmly in the live universe. She has no knowledge of the upcoming events. It's apparent that something big is happening, but with the elementals tearing up over Mar and Thunder Bluff. Anyway, anyone that has a question for Ask Moose, encouraged to send it to me. Voice messages can be emailed to me or left on my voicemail. I'll even pay for the call if you go to tinyurl.com slash And remember, Ask Moose is driven by your questions. One of the reasons that Ask Moo runs every other week is because I don't get enough questions to support a weekly segment. Once I get enough questions, I'll consider going weekly with it. Thanks, guys. And may the eternal sun shine upon thee. There you have it. Your advice on how to get Ask Moo into a, be made into a weekly segment. 
Send in your questions. I like Ask Move. Send in your questions. Make sure they're related to current content. And pretty much anything under the sun goes, as long as it follows those two rules. You have to send it in, and it has to be about current content. That's about it. For sure. For sure. I would love to see it go weekly. Totally so love to I. see it go weekly. I would love to see Ask Move go weekly. Uh, the second one uh, is a question for you there, Shades. So let's play that one here as well. Okay. Hey, Medros. Hey, Shades. This is Yikes from the Herodar server for the Horde. Um, this question's for Shade. I was just wondering if uh, you got a chance to check out the um, the uh, Goblin Rogues and how awesome their moves are in stealth. I was wondering if, if that alone was making you think about race changing or not, because I know I am. Uh, you know, I know people giving a lot of grief about it, but that, that graphic is just way too awesome to pass up. Love the show, guys, and keep going. All right. What do you think? I seriously, I love... Okay, I, I have a goblin female rogue on the beta servers, and the stealth animation, they, they like, get up on their tiptoes, and they sneak. <laughs> it looks it looks like something out of Bugs Bunny, almost. It's kind of comical. I haven't seen what the male goblin one looks like, but I'm assuming it's something similar. Would I race change my rogue to a goblin? No. I've decided I'm not going to do that, uh, just because I do play on an RP server, and my character actually has so much backstory and so much that I put into that character that I don't want to just get rid of it. So I'm going to roll a second rogue, <laughs> which is unheard of for me because I figure, you know, once I have one one class, I don't need another one of the same class, but I, I, I really want a goblin rogue. I just, I don't want to race change my, my current rogue into one. So I will be doing that. I, the racials though, the racials for goblins are pretty sweet because you get like a rocket jump you get um rocket barrage it's like you, you launch belt rockets out and you don't have to have engineering to have it and you get like a one percent increase to like attack speed so it's like a haste buff haste buffs are always good and then you get the best discount anywhere no matter where you are you get the best faction discount available how cool is that and then you get a hobgoblin that you can summon and the hobgoblin is like your bank <laughs> so yeah there there are so many so many cool things about the goblins that yes I will definitely be rolling one I'm just not going to race change to one that's all We, as I said we have a lot of emails we've done several he uh, voicemail heavy shows and segment heavy shows now let's do a, an email heavy show we have uh, uh, let's, let's say we have 25 minutes to get as many emails answered as we can how's that sound Jade? Okay, do we want to do the trivia contest first? Sure, let's do that first. Okay, alright. Um, talk for a minute, because i got to type out this question and figure out exactly how I'm going to phrase it. So a priest and a paladin. So a priest <laughs> and a paladin walk into a bar. And they yell, ow. A shaman follows and he ducks. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about something. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but in my on my server, Arjun Dawn, once word had spread within a couple hours of official news posts going up that the Elemental Evasion Part 4 had begun and the invasion of uh, the cities had started, the cities got pretty damn crazy, I gotta say. And I don't mean crazy as in, oh, that's, a lot, that's really bad. I mean, I'm talking absolutely, incredibly, unbelievably crazy. Um... I took some shots as I was going through on Arita 
of people waiting for the invasion to begin for that hour or half hour or whatever the timer timer on it is and literally i i could not count everybody i would guess probably three four hundred people I was going to say, did you have a gigantic mass of people? Because I've got some screenshots of Orgrimmar and the whole valley in front of the bank all the way to the gate was just filled with people on mounts. And the best part was they started organizing themselves by mount. So there was like a row of mammoths followed by a row of bears and then a bunch of raptors and then a bunch of wolves. It was really well orchestrated. <laughs> That'd be really weird. I got on my uh, uh, Brewfest Kodo. And uh, I was the only one in the entire place that was on a Kodo. I was very happy. Until the, uh, until the horde showed up, which was really stupid because, come on, what are you going to see in a, play, in a place being invaded by level 80s? Well, level 80s. One of the <laughs> things that I want to do before Cataclysm launches, and I think I'm going to mention this on my server and see if my guild wants to get in on it too, I want to do one last PvP hurrah, Terran Mill versus South Shore. Let's do it get as many people out there as possible because it's the last time we're going to be able to do this ever and just get out there and fight <laughs> back and forth hmm. it would be awesome <laughs> anyway okay so trivia question sorry about this guys i changed my trivia question last minute and it was actually because of warcraft less traveled which reminded me of uh something specific about that particular area that he was talking about Way back in vanilla, people found all kinds of ways to, particularly when the battlegrounds came out, they found all kinds of ways uh, to, I don't want to say cheat, I want to say possibly, you know, make creative use of game mechanics. Well, out in the Arathi Highlands, near where uh, Falder's Cove, there was a rare spawn, there was a rare spawn NPC it dropped a trinket, and that trinket allowed you to stun a person for three seconds, whatever your target happened to be. People camped this mob spawn for, like, days because they wanted that stupid trinket that he had. And I want to know the name of that NPC. And yes, it is pretty obscure, as MacGyver just said. <laughs> to make it a little bit easier on you guys, this is a Naga. He is a Naga, and he is out near Faldir's Cove. And... He dropped, like I said, he dropped this trinket. It would stun a target for three seconds. Of course, when they came out with the expansions, they changed that trinket so that, you know, if you were over level 60, you would resist it. So, And I believe we have a winner. We do. Well, let's just let's just see if anybody else uh, can help with it, just to be on the safe side here. Uh, let's, mm -hmm. let's, see, uh, let's see if anybody else has, uh, has got an answer here. Uh, and do we have a, do we have a second answer at all, or, or just the first one? Um, we've got several people with the right answer, but the first person that that wrote it out correctly is actually somebody who hasn't won on our show before, I don't believe. And who would the winner be? The winner would be Roni, no relation to Ronan, I hope, with uh, Prince Nasjak. Prince Nasjak, he's a level forty-one rare. That is out underwater, near where you have to go do the quests for Faldir's Cove. And people used to farm him for his trinket. The trinket was called the Tidal Charm. I Personally, I have never seen this mob. Like, I've never seen him spawn, but I knew he was out there. I actually tried farming for him once, just for giggles, and I never found him. So, Roni, I want you to pick number one or number two. Go for it. <laughs> one or two. Make your choice. One. 
you win a slash dance loot card courtesy of wowtcgloot.com where you can go for any loot card your little heart desires. I want you to go ahead and send an email to shade at allthingsazeroth.com and I'll email you the code at the end of the show. Cool. And congratulations. That was a pretty obscure question. (laughs) (laughs) It's just I happened to think of it because he was talking about Falder's Cove and I was like, oh yeah, wasn't there that one weird guy that was out there and everybody wanted his trinket? Man, I remember that. That was back when you could still use the mind control cap in PvP. Because we had this guy on um, in my guild who was famous for exploiting the battlegrounds. Like, any hole he could find, he would find it. So he had engineering, and he had the gnomish mind control cap. He would mind control members of the opposing faction and actually walk them out of the instru- entrance portal for the battleground. Because you could still yeah. do that with the mind control cap. You, you actually got control over there. So he just zoned them out one at a time. <laughs> while people were running flags. <laughs> he was a very bad, bad person. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> well, the worst part was, like, the battleground queues were three oh, hours long or I... something ridiculous like that. <laughs> so they'd zone in and then get zoned right back out again. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> so emails, we have a whole mess of them? We do. Um, and uh, unfortunately, guys, I'm going to go from most recent to oldest because I don't remember where we were at, where we stopped last time. We had gone through a bunch of emails, so uh, for, it's all good. First one here from Vansel of the Evolution Guild, EU Moonblade. Hey, Medicine Shade, thanks for sh- thanks for the show. It's the only one, only thing that's kept me sane over the last few months while grinding my gold nest egg for sorry, gold nest egg for Cataclysm. Just a quick, oh my! Just a quick cataclysm beta question. With all the upheaval in Booty Bay, is everyone's favorite goblin trader Landro still there and accepting loot codes? And I can confirm he is. Absolutely, they haven't gotten rid of him. Uh, they're actually Cryptozoic is coming out with their new expansion set. It's called Worldbreaker, and that's coming out pretty soon here. I think one of the loot cards for it. They announced. Uh, let's see. There's like the the. I forget, there's a campfire that's purple and gloomy, and it makes people scared to be near it, or something like that. And then there's the model drake. It's actually a flying mount that you can get. And then, what was the other one? There was another one that was... Oh, 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 it was Landro's Little XT. Which is, it's Landro's model of Little XT, like you can buy from the pet store, except that it's a completely different color. Yeah. And, yeah, if you still got the loot codes, yeah. Oh, it's called a Grim Campfire. That's what it is. The Grim Campfire, the tooltip says, builds a Grim Campfire that isn't going to increase anyone's spirit. In fact, it may creep them out a bit. It does allow cooking, though. That's all it says. There's no graphic for it yet. I can't wait to see what this thing looks like. So. (laughs) Yeah, really cool things. And they're really taking a different take to loot codes in... uh, in their their sets versus what uh, we found uh, from upper deck in theirs. So, yeah, the little XT pet is actually um, that's the common card. Yeah, you get that all the time. And then the grim campfire that's the one that's kind of semi rare. Yeah. And then of course the mount is the uber rare one because the mount should always be the uber rare one. But I think it's cool that you could get a dragon. Yeah. 
that'd be cool. But yeah, so Landro's still there. He's still accepting loot codes. You don't have to worry about that at all. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can de you definitely still accept those, loot turn those loot codes in, and I'll be happy to be continue giving those out as the time goes on. So here's the next email here. We have, uh, this is from Razorbug. Um, hi, Murders and Shade. So all my silly tweeting aside, I had a genuine question I'd love to hear your take on on the show. Having finally hit 80 for the first time, yes, new guy, with a Death Knight tank, I found myself looking back at my old main, a Beastmaster Dwarf Hunter. I felt very guilty about le leaving my ever-faithful pet for so long. But having played 50 to 80 WoW Alliance content through already, and being a keen follower of lore, I didn't find much new story for my hunter, and I've been leveling him in five mans. This has led to some pug-related foul-ups, and more and more I found my pet and I either finishing runs that the tank has, has vanished from, or have had to take over the tanking duties from a player who didn't know what they were doing. After finishing Blackrock Depths with ease, with me hunter tanking, I wonder, given that paladins, druids, shamans, etc. can spec for at least two different roles, if not all of them, what's so wrong about a hunter tank? Um, well, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with a hunter tank. I know that there are several... Well, heck, there's several podcasts out there even devoted to hunters. Hunters have a whole bag of tricks that they can do. Soloing content that people, that, you know, it usually takes group to finish, groups to finish. Um, tanking, obviously, having a pet, tank a mob. Uh, kiting, there were some amazing kite jobs that were done back in vanilla before they leashed everything. Kazakh and Stormwind, probably one of the more famous ones. The thing is, is hunters are primarily a DPS class. Yes, they have the utility to do other things, and in certain situations they can do those other things, but tanking is not what they were designed to do. There's already four tanking classes in the game. There's no reason there should be a fifth at this time. Like, honestly, I think adding Death Knight is a tank class was kind of an iffy choice just because we already had three very valid tank specs if you can find a guild and you can find a group that actually wants to allow you to tank with your pet dude by all means go for it it's kind of cool okay <laughs> um honestly i would i like seeing hunter tanks i don't know if those are really a, a valid way to continue i mean it's great to be able to do it but you're not really designed for it so uh, Kuno one says maybe allowing hunters to tank more would alleviate some of the, of the some of the tank shortage. I'm sorry if having four classes that can tank already isn't doing it. I'm sorry hunter tanks aren't going to solve the problem. The way it works right now, the reason that there's such a tank shortage is just because tanking is harder to do, and people just don't want to do it. The people that have been doing it for six years are very tired of doing it. They want to try something else. It's a lot easier to stab something in the butt than it is to watch 25 people and keep them at full health or keep like one mob angry enough at you that it doesn't go chasing other players um now I, I i say this as somebody who was a raid healer for what like two years two and a half years something like that and then switch to dps dps way easier because all i have to do is make sure that i don't stand and stuff and then i move to the right thing there's nothing really special that I have to worry about unless it's like oh I need to kick this boss every 10 seconds or whatever so it doesn't cast its spell whoop de doo you know tanking as a whole is just it's one of those necessary roles and there's never enough people to fill it that's all there is to it 
and and letting hunters tank isn't really going to do anything about that i don't think <laughs> so the next email we have is from chaos uh 5061 who plays fognir dwarf hunter on us dawnbringer he was kind of going over some of the timing of the different phases of the elemental invasion um this is sent of course before today when we knew the fourth phase was starting today um and he says kind of wondering why they released it so soon uh when the first two phases were a week apart um and we now know that that's because um they are increasing the frequency of the phases in order to try and you know get everything in before the actual shattering itself and he actually suggests that perhaps on, on the 16th we would get the next, the 4.0.3 patch, which it looks quite possible like we will. When would you think the shattering will happen, Shade? Based upon that, would you think we'll have uh, 4.0.3 for a week or two? We, we do need to have it within about three weeks. I was going to say, well, okay, what is it right now? It's the 15th, right? Cataclysm yes. comes out on the 7th. See, I thought that they were kind of squishing things together a little close, but then I also kind of get it because they're trying to build this whole sense of urgency. Yeah, they have, they have three weeks in, until in Cataclysm. Regards to, yeah, but they've got three weeks left, and they've just opened, you know, all of the bosses. So either they're going to do the shattering in like a week or two and let everybody get a taste of the new 1-60 to 60 experience... You know, let them play play with the new stuff. Let them play with the new race class combos, that kind of thing, um, for like a week or so before Cataclysm comes out, because that'll guarantee that they'll still be playing. You know, if you get a taste of that expansion, even just a small taste of that expansion for free, oh, you're hooked. It, it, it's all over. If you guys want to quit World of Warcraft, do it before Cataclysm comes out, because you're going to be like hooked in, and and you will never ever ever get free. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's that good. It really is. It's that good. Yeah, I, I personally think we'll see uh, 4.0.3 tomorrow, and then 4.3 4.0.3a uh, on the 30th. Uh, so it'll give us a yeah. week of okay, the world's gone kablooey. Now what? Probably something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. I mean, the way that I was figuring it was, I figured that they were going to stagger it weekly. Like every week, we have a new phase coming in, and then you know, the week before Cataclysm. The week before Cataclysm is when everything goes kablooey, and then you have a week to mess around with that new stuff, and then you're good to yeah. go. But there's something that Blizzard is doing right now. Um, they are, if you if you aren't currently playing World of Warcraft, like if you've been ab unsubscribed from it for a while, they're actually sending out seven free, ga uh, seven. it's like a week's worth of game time for free. Mm-hmm. If you want to reactivate before Cataclysm launches. And they're doing that so that people can come in and they can play through the Cataclysm, you know, the launch experience and see how that is. Now, that promotion ends December 1st. So I'm wondering if maybe that December 1st date is significant somehow. Perhaps. Perhaps. Possibly. I mean, it's a week before the expansion yeah, launches, yeah, so sure. maybe that's when the world is going to go kaboom. And, and, and don't forget, we, don't do have, we do have a a holiday event coming up, Pilgrim's, Pilgrim's Bounty, which is not a huge event. It just coincides with U.S. Thanksgiving and all that stuff. Uh, but I'm not even paying attention <laughs> to that. Like, I'm sitting here going, oh, yeah, there's a holiday coming out, huh? And I'm not even paying attention to that because the cataclysm stuff is so entertaining. So, like, people are going to be running around doing cooking and all this other stuff. And in between cooking cozy fires and making turkey dinners, the world is exploding. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I think they should call off Thanksgiving this year or something. Uh, you, I don't know. You can feel free to call off Thanksgiving. <laughs> I've already had mine, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I know you've had yours. I haven't had mine yet. I've got to go shopping for stuff, actually, because I'm apparently cooking turkey this year. So, yay, that should be fun. <laughs> we have uh, one question here from Braddock, uh, Archimond US asks the following. Medicine and Shade, after reading The Shattering, I found what I presume to be a plot hole regarding High Overlord's Varric Sarfang. Near the beginning of the book, everyone is clearing out the Warsong Hold and heading back to Kalimdor, but Varric Sarfang is, is staying behind. Yet, after his fallen son was slain by the heroes, us players, Varric declares he is leaving for Nagrand to bury his son. Are we to believe he did this and has now come back to serve the rest of his life in the Borean Tundra? The book made it seem as though he hadn't left Nagrand. Thank you, and keep up the good work. He's actually, what happened was, he got the body of his son, he took it to Garadar, where his ancestors were, he buried his son, and then he went back to Northrend, and the reason he went back to Northrend was because there was still cleanup and work to be done, and that was his duty, was to do the work and the cleanup, because that's what his son would have done. He, you know... It's very much a familial honor type thing. Um, he did go to Garadar. He did leave his son there. And then he went back to Northrend because there was still work to be done. And when you're an orc, if there is work to be done, then you go do it. Speaking of, of Nagrand, do you think we'll see further advancement of the quest that took us out to Nagrand? Because a few people did mention to me that they felt it kind of was a sudden end to that. It was kind of a sudden end. But what you have to realize is that, um, that, okay, there was a couple of reasons why you were sent out there. Number one, you saw the dialogue between Thrall and Agra, who's his new sweetie, and um, the wild hammer dwarf that was out there. And it was actually almost word for word one of the scenes from the book. It was kind of cool because I was, I was watching it. And I'm like, didn't they say that in the book? They did on page like 123 or something like that, you know? Um, so. Now I know exactly where in the Shattering novel we're at, <laughs> which I think is really neat because it's kind of lining up. And it also wanted to, it was also put in there as a mechanic to point out why there are rifts showing up in Outland. Because, you know, the elements are messed up on Azeroth, but they're also messed up on Outland too, because they affect each other. The two, the two areas affect each other. Maybe it's just one too many portals have been opened back and forth, but, you know what's happening on Azeroth is having some kind of a small effect on in Outland. If nothing else, the elements out there are kind of freaked out because they're like, this has happened once before and look at what it did to the world. Is it going to happen again? And if so, yeah. what's going to be le left of, you know, this barren place that we called home? That kind of thing. I, I think that's the only reason it was really put in was, you know, that and like, like I said, it was to point out why there were rifts in Outland, but also to showcase, you know, Agra and the Wild Hammer, they're there. So, you know what I was happy about? I went and I did some of the elemental stuff on one of my Alliance alts, and guess who I found in Ironforge? You should know this. Um. No. Okay. <laughs> Milra! Milra and Stormbeak. They're both, uh, 
Well, Mil- okay. Milra is a wild hammer dwarf, and she's a member of the Earthen Ring, and Stormbeak is her faithful griffin friend. You run into them, and you do a series of quests with them in Deep Home that oh, are completely yes. unforgettable. Totally unforgettable. So yeah. go take a good look at Milra. You will be seeing her again later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not Redshirt Gynux. That's coming soon. Yeah, that's that's a little later. <laughs> so we do have one more segment to play. Uh, let us play. A, let's, let's have a little conversation with Moo, shall we? Let's. Hello, friends. This is Moolia Feathermoon here to answer your World of Warcraft questions from the Tauren perspective. Today's question is from Rosaru, who asks, Dear Moo. Why is Silvermoon the only Horde city with no barber? Well, Rosaru, it never occurred to me that Silvermoon City didn't have a barber, so I journeyed over there to find out for myself. And sure enough, there isn't one to be found. So I started asking around. Nobody seemed to have an answer. Many didn't even know that there wasn't a barber, as they either did their own hair, or had a friend or family member do it for them. I asked a guard if he thought there should be a barber in Silvermoon, and his response was quite telling. Quote, I'd rather go skinny dipping in the canals of Stormwind than let a goblin touch my hair, unquote. So there you have it. The reason there is no barber shop in Silvermoon is because there is no need for one. And for your information, there's no barber shop on Thunder Bluff either for pretty much the same reason. That's all for this edition of Ask Moo. I need your questions, so please send them to me at askmoo42 at gmail.com Call me at 201-Azeroth, that's 201-293-7684, or ask Moo, all one word, on Twitter. Until next time, may the eternal sun shine upon thee. Thank you very much, Mooly. And that's very interesting to hear. That was brilliant. <laughs> See, I figured that maybe it was because all of the Blood Elves already thought that their hair was absolutely perfect, so why would they ever need a barber? But the goblin thing? No, that makes lots more sense. <laughs> Definitely. So, we uh, we have a question here uh, from from our Alphabet Soup emailer, as you may recall his okay. multi-acronymed uh, email from a while back. Um, basically, he's asking uh, a question that has a quick story uh, that you'll hate him for, or his friend for. Um, first, his, first is a question, um, <laughs> and that's uh, because we're both bonafide lorehounds. He's fascinated to hear each of our top three WoW lore-related books so he can start reading up some more. So, how about you go first with your top three? Oh, top three? Okay, um, The Last Guardian, because I am a huge Medivh fan. And it explains, you know, a little bit about Medivh and Karazhan and Khadgar and 
just about everything under the sun. It's 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 a really good book. It's by Jeff Grubb. Um, I don't think he's written any other Warcraft novels, unfortunately. I really wish he would because um, I think he kind of nailed what Warcraft characters should be. Uh, second, The Shattering. The Shattering was an excellent, excellent book, and it has so much to do with what's going on currently in Orgrimmar and Stormwind and all over Azeroth that it is well worth the read. Third... Ah, oh, third. Wow. I'm thinking. I had one, like, immediately, but I can't remember it now. Arthas, maybe? No. No, I wouldn't really recommend Arthas unless you're a big fan of Warcraft 3. Um, it was an okay book, but it was basically retelling Warcraft 3, so I didn't think it was that exceptional. I actually, oddly enough, I kind of liked Day of the Dragon. Didn't didn't like Night of the Dragon. Night of the Dragon was really ridiculous. Day of the Dragon, not so bad. It was kind of, you know, swashbuckling sort of... It, it's an introduction to Ronan, who obviously, you know, you either love him or you hate him. Um, I'm kind of ambivalent. But it also talks about Deathwing, and it talks about Alexstrasza, and it talks about the events of Grim Batol, and those kind of directly affect what's going on right now. Um, Grim Batol in particular, we, we will be seeing in Cataclysm, mm -hmm. so it's worth reading just for that. And I don't know. I I just I kind of liked I liked the dwarves. I particularly liked yeah. the dwarves in that book, the Wild Hammer. They were pretty cool. I will give two lists. One will be a, a list that I cheat on. One will be a list that will, I will not cheat on. First, the cheating the cheating list: the Warcraft Archive, the Sunwall Archive, and the Sunwall Manga Archive. There, there. <laughs> now, aside from the cheating, um, I would say Rise of the Horde, Arthas, and the Shattering definitely. Uh, as she already said, the Shattering, I can't say that one. So I would say Lord of the Clans. Rise of the Horde was pretty good, too, yeah. Yeah, Rise of the Horde was actually pretty good. Um, hang on, I'm looking through my list here. Because, like, comics, I, I, I don't even keep comics yeah. into consideration. I'm just talking novels here. Oh, Lord of the Clans, hello. That's the other third one that you should be reading. Lord of the Clans, because that one's all about Thrall. How yeah. Thrall came into power. What exactly happened with him. It Basically, if you ever wanted to know what was up with that Caverns of Time instance, why you had to go free Thrall and who Teratha was, read Lord of the Clans. It'll completely and explain everything. the reason I said the Warcraft Archive it was is a really it's good the only book. place in print that you can get my favorite novel, and that's the first novel of Blood and Honor. Uh, Blood and Honor was really good. Yeah. Uh, that one was actually written by Chris Metzen. And I don't think he's written any books since. I really wish he would. Because sure. um, really awesome. I was really impressed with that one. I was like, why, why, aren't you, why aren't you writing more? I mean, obviously the man must be busier than... I mean, he must be one of the busiest men in the universe because he's got Warcraft going on. He's got... And he's probably got his hands in on StarCraft, and he's got his hands in on whatever MMO next-gen thing they're working on. So he's probably all over the place. But I, I kind of wish he'd write another Warcraft book. Upload and Honor was really good. Definitely. Um, and now for his quick tale of RNG. He says, I've been farming both Zul'Grub and Karazhan for, for the mounts for well over a year now. I normally farm them right after our raids, but on a rare day off, I got some WoW time in during the day. So I went off to ZG, and then to Kara, only to be disappointed again. A guildie then asked me in guild chat what I was doing in those instances, and I told them I was farming the mounts. The guildie didn't know about the mounts, so I told him about, the bosses to, about which bosses to farm, and so on. He proceeds to enter ZG and get the target mounts right away. It was his first time ever there. A day or so later, he then got the mount from Kara. 
RNG, how I hate thee. I hate your friend. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. As I knew you I, were. I hate your friend. <laughs> so thank you again, Alphabet, Alphabet Super Rogue, for your story, for your question. And that is about the last email we can do for today, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I uh, do want to uh, remind people, uh, do check out uh, taverncraft.com again. They have all kinds of stuff. They have the Walking Dead stuff coming up. They have the Murloc Stein coming out within a couple of weeks. You'll be able to get that delivered to you within a couple of weeks now. They said by the end of the month they should have that out. So definitely check that out. And also definitely check out uh, the listener survey. Uh, we've had a lot of new responses, but we do want to continue to get your, your, your answers. If you haven't gone through that, just feel free to, to go through that. Give us your thoughts and your criticisms as well. Give us some information so we can sort of gauge our surveys or our, our ads towards you. Uh, shape the message for you instead of us trying to shape you to the message. Uh, so... Uh, we do want to do that, and we do want to help you with that. So definitely check that out. Um, the li link will be in the show notes. Um, and, uh, and for those in the live chat, the link should be in the live chat momentarily. And uh, why don't you tell people how they can find us and our contributors? Us and our contributors. Oh, hey, yeah. If you want to reach us via voicemail, you can reach us at one seven eight five ata wow 5 That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can reach us via... Uh, email at show at allthingsazeroth.com. Medros is medros at allthingsazeroth.com. And I am at shade at allthingsazeroth.com. For Ask Moo, to ask him questions. And like we said, current content, please. Uh, email askmoo42 at gmail.com. Warcraft, Warcraft Less Traveled, that's Warcraft Less Traveled at gmail.com. Uh, let's see, you can find the show on iTunes. Uh, feel free to download it rate it, review it. We like those kind of things. You can find us on Twitter at uh, AllThingsAs or if you want to reach Medros directly, it's Medros. Or if you want to reach me, it's Shades O Grey. That's Shades, the letter O, and then G-R-E-Y. Uh, you can also check out our guild. That's uh, the Heroes of Lordaeron, Alliance Side Argent Dawn Server, US. And I think that's about it. Is that about it? Well, we, last thing we want to mention is, of course, DreamHost. Definitely oh, check yeah. them out. Uh, great web host. We, we, we use them. Uh, I use them for all my sites. Uh, we use them to, to host the podcast here. And they've always been a very solid, very reliable host. And they give you lots of bandwidth, lots of disk space, uh, lots of everything you want. And uh, Chris Blatt, who uh, is one of the officers in the Heroes of Lordaeron, he, he stands by them um, as a great way to design sites to get tools ready to go and to manage your website. So definitely check that out. That's at dreamhost.com. And if you use the code DEATHWING, you'll get $50 off of any new account set up. So I think that's about it for this episode of All Things Azeroth. We will see you next time for another exciting episode. So take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of the Epic of Bacon. I was going to say of the elemental rifts. Oh, <laughs> those rifts. Full of tasty, tasty loot. Indeed. Later, guys. This is for you, Sean, so you can hear me chewing while you're editing the show. Since you say I edit, I eat during every show, I got some Hershey Kisses just to have you hear it, because nobody else can hear me while I'm playing this music. <laughs>